I know the term kingdom business and that type of thing gets thrown out. I, I would just say being a Christian in the workplace. Welcome to Everyday Impact, a Life Tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name's Jessica Jean. And my name is Will. Hey, Will, how do you bring Jesus to work? Well, he actually fits quite comfortably into my briefcase. Your briefcase? No, I'm joking, of course, but I work in a church. I've had a lot of ministry roles, so I can pray for people anytime I want. I can share my faith. I can talk about Jesus. It's very comfortable and natural. It's expected. But I know a lot of people don't have that kind of environment. And so that leads us into our conversation today, which is with Michael Edwardson. He's going to be sharing with us what it looks like for him to live out his faith in the workplace. I'm still figuring out what it looks like to bring Jesus into the workplace in my job. So I'm very curious to hear about how Michael does. Let's jump in. Michael, thank you for joining me today on Everyday Impact. I am so grateful to be here. This is awesome. <laughs> this is a beautiful space, a beautiful venue that you've provided here. I didn't didn't realize that we'd be in the Fairmont. You know, I didn't even know they had rooms with fountains. It's pretty cool. And uh, you got a San Pellegrino here. There's actually someone in the corner fanning me. It's uh, I, it's pretty I, awesome. I wish we had that sort of budget. <laughs> yeah. No, the hospitality room is actually really hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, most of our listeners, they might know who you are already, but just share a bit about the essential Michael Edwardson. What is it people need to know? Uh, you know, the best thing about me is uh, is Charlotte, and the best decision that I've ever made was marrying her. And uh, the two little girls that you might see running around would be my daughters, Zoe and Izzy, and Isabella will be the crazy one, and Zoe will be the responsible one, <laughs> and... We just got a dog, Ginger, and we're doing life and doing work and church and family and just doing that. So, And for work, what is your occupation? I own a company called Villamar, and I am the general manager for that company. And so we do residential and commercial construction, and uh, we have a portion that does architectural design and telecommunications work. So we, we're pretty broad in our scope. Okay. All in the construction industry, basically. And uh, maybe share with us as well, what's something about you that might surprise the people who know you? I think a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. And I often, you know, with people who don't know me quite that well, they'll like give me an elbow and they'll be like, yeah, us extroverts, you know, <laughs> like this. And I'm just like, you have no idea. Don't you rope like, me in with you? I'm, I, yeah, I am... I'm a huge introvert and uh, people who discover that often they are like, what? No, that doesn't make any sense because I like to be, you know, in a party and I can be pretty animated and high energy. But, you know, when I'm at that party, you might not see me for 20 minutes. And the reason why is because I'll be in like some room hiding, staring at the ceiling, just trying to be Re like, recharge. Okay, okay, let's get, let's, you can do this. You can do this. You is strong. You is capable. You is important. Go out there and do something. And, <laughs> Just be the life of the party. You're awesome. Go, Mike. Go. And then I'll just get up and and, and emerge. Emerge. Uh, that's often 
you know, me. And so Shar knows that. And she was surprised by that. When we got married, she kind of thought that I was an extrovert and she discovered more and more how introverted I was. And the funny thing is I discovered how much more extroverted she was than, than I originally had thought. Interesting. And so she charges up when she's around people and everything. And I just kind of like drain down and need to just be alone. And, uh, yeah. So I, I think that's kind of a fun fact about me. Hmm. I can definitely relate to that. I, I have, uh, the public front, but I need excessive amounts of alone time and I don't think people truly understand. Yeah, totally. Uh, you don't you don't understand unless you're an introvert. Yeah, so introverts yeah. unite. Misunderstood <laughs> introverts. We'll create a whole new podcast about that. Yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, one of the reasons that uh, we're excited to have you on today is because of your experience and your track record with leadership. Hmm. And you've talked a bit about what you do at Villamar. But take us through the journey of your time with Villamar. Yeah, I mean, Villamar is an awesome company. And it's a company that before I uh, became an owner, it it was a company that I wanted to work at because I respected it. I respected the, the leadership and the people there and uh, wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, that kind of continues to this day. And that's that's why I'm a part of it. And we're we're a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurial focused, hardworking self-starters who really enjoy working together and value team over individual, you know, um, pursuits. And, and that's kind of what glues us all together. There's a lot of people from Villamar who either have worked at Villamar, uh, that go to this church or currently do like, you know, shout out to Drew Mackey and Dwayne and, um, and others who have worked there in the past. Telsey's, uh, you know, an administrator at Villamar. And yeah. uh, so we have, we have lots of good times. We have lots of fun and, uh, and we, we work hard and we try and do things. Uh, we try and do things with integrity and uh, that's, that has its challenges. Um, and I know there's lots of other business owners in, in our community who have those same struggles and, and know what I'm talking about. And yeah. uh, I got to commend all of these uh, amazing leaders that are represented in our community uh, that are making a huge impact uh, mm. in the city. And I know that's what our church is all about, right? Yeah. If you come on a Sunday morning to Life Tree Church, you'll see probably three or four Villamar uh, shirts <laughs> yeah. or, or oh, jackets. Victor, Victor too. He's another guy. Shout out to yeah. Victor. Shout out to Victor. Um, and that, that says something to me when an employee is willing to... Uh, wear the merch or represent the brand or uh, <laughs> share their, their company logo, um, out, out in public. Yes, totally. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of, of yeah. integrity like you shared yeah. and the values behind Villamar. So take us back to what that was like for you, um, getting employed in the first place. What did it look like to come into this environment? Where yeah. was it at at that stage? Yeah, that was, um, that was 2014. I remember it was April of 2014, and for a couple of years prior to that, I was working um, for Villamar as a subcontractor. So I had my own business doing painting and some interior finishing stuff, and uh, and was doing work for Villamar. And I really enjoyed the people that were there, and uh, and the the atmosphere and the culture. They were always my favorite company to work for. And then I had an opportunity that came up to join the team and to shut down my company and. And, uh, I remember I had a lot of hesitation with that cause I've always been more of an entrepreneur Yeah. and, uh, and I was, 
um, really pleasantly surprised that Villamar has always been that place where they, you know, it's okay. You can be an entrepreneur and, and work here, but being an employee, that was such a change for me. In high school, I remember in earlier years being the guy who was selling pop out of his locker for a premium because the vending machines took all the pop out and it was all this whole healthy thing and whatever. Blah, What's blah, that blah. about? Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll supply this. I'll supply the sugar. Uh, I'll be. Hey. I'll, yeah, exactly. Hey yeah. <laughs> so uh, entrepreneurship has always been my thing. And, and I'd always said, you know, I could never work for a person or I could never, you know, be part of a company. And and uh, and then I came to Villamar and realized, you know, actually I was born for team. Wow. Uh, I was uh, I thought that I was the lone wolf, and it turns out I'm actually the the team player, and um, the pack dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a surprise for me, and that's something that the Lord definitely walked me through. And then my whole thing with Villamar was just that it was a pretty small company, and I got to grow with the company to the point where, in the last couple of years, I taken on a lot more responsibility and became an owner and uh and I've been doing a lot of the general management duties. I know when people ask me, what do you do? And I'm like, I I'm a general manager. And like, what does a general manager do? I don't know. I general manage. <laughs> Generalize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had a taste of the culture as a contractor. You got to kind of dip your toe in the water of, of Vilmar. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a sense, okay, I can commit to this giving up a sense of freedom, giving up a sense of independence. Yeah. What were some of the marks of the culture at that time? Well, I remember uh, the crew always had fun. Like there was just like a real, a real culture of like fun and lightheartedness and, and kind of this like work is overrated type of thing. Like you're giving your best hours to this. So you might as well enjoy the people you're with and enjoy what you do and feel fulfillment in that. And I know uh, my business partner, Dow, who was my boss then, Dan, who goes to goes to our church as well. He was all about that. And he's always been about that. Just just really doing things with integrity and uh, and treating people fairly. Like I just I just there was a lot of things that appealed to me, especially at the time running my own business and and sort of going through the small business struggles and even just being really weak in my leadership and drawing on the leadership that was modeled to me being more authoritarian versus servant-hearted and and that type of thing. So I know the term kingdom business and that type of thing gets thrown out. I I would just say being a Christian in the workplace. <laughs> you know, you could call it kingdom business or whatever, but then people go like what like we're in a democracy, sir, you know, or whatever, but uh just don't understand it, but what was uh, a memory that stuck out to you in the early interactions with Villamar that made it cemented in your memory as this this place that had these values? Well, I I got thrown into a lot of situations where I was taking on responsibility and maybe not having as much experience as I should have and making mistakes. And when you make a mistake that costs a company money, you sort of expect a certain response and you're already kind of down on yourself and it almost makes you feel better if somebody's coming down on you. And, and I never really got that, which I remember stood out to me in the early years of Villamar. I never got this heavy handed, you screwed up, you suck type of thing. It was always like, Oh, well let's do this. Let's, let's get through this. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And there's just kind of this confidence that things will work out. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll learn from the things, the mistakes that we've made. 
what was one of those mistakes and, and how did Dan or your leaders respond to that? When you're in construction, there's so many areas where you can uh, have miscommunication or things just go wrong all the time. It feels like, it, you know, the, all those things they say about renovations and how they're the most stressful thing in the world, they really are. Like, they're actually <laughs> really <laughs> stressful. And you think you're, you think it's stressful for you if you're the homeowner. It's, it's incredibly stressful for the people who are trying to do things well and and hit it out of the park for you and you know nobody gets up in the morning and says i'm gonna do a subpar work today (laughs) and or i'm gonna miscommunicate and have something go really wrong nobody nobody gets up and thinks that you know they they think i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna give it my best and uh, and then things just kind of unravel and so there's been situations where like i i've miscommunicated or not communicated thoroughly enough and then there's been expensive mistakes that have happened or things like that where there's conflict that arises because of poor communication yeah and uh and then navigating through that when i'm the guy to go under the bus like i screwed up yeah and then i've got a team that's defending uh me and that's working through the uh the challenge and we all of a sudden it's like well let's do this as it let's solve this problem as a team let's own it together we win as a team we lose as a team those are all like the type of language that i remember being immersed in, and then we've, we've really maintained those roots. I can imagine in a field like construction, mistakes, these aren't just uh, delays. These are potentially thousands of dollar mistakes at a time. Totally. Yeah, all, all the time. And, uh, and, and then at the same time, you know, you're always trying to not make those same mistakes again. And so I, like, I'd say we're, we're pretty dialed now. But in the early stages, there's just lots of learning and, and the industry is always changing. So you're just yeah. having to learn something new. And and then with growth, too, like because we, we've been rapidly growing as a company and with growth, there comes new challenges. So you're used to doing things a certain way, you know, whether it's administratively or procedurally through through a build. And all of a sudden, because of growth, you you have to face new challenges where the systems that used to work don't work anymore. And then you're discovering a new way of doing things or... Um, you know, a new, a new method or a new system. And, uh, and then you make mistakes and, you know, things, things have to get figured out. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, I think a lot of, you know, the, um, the positives of a workplace or the negatives of a workplace or just, just that culture, what, what is this thing actually made of? They come out in the hard times when everything's really good. You know, it's easy to just, project greatness and and uh be awesome but but it's when the challenges come that your true character the you know what are you made of that's that's when it comes out and uh and i think that's the same in life you know uh, as a christian you, you get put through challenges uh and the product can either produce uh, more character or you can you can fall into temptation and you know fail or whatever i mean god is there through all of it but there's a path that he would you know tries to guide us to and and we can choose to abide by that and and follow that path or or go away from it and and i think the same is in life as it is in in business Mm -hmm. i know that that making mistakes there's a a fear associated in business it's someone else's money it's someone else's uh, business and reputation that your choices are impacting. Yeah. But even this fear of, of failure or messing up or shame or guilt can bleed into relationships or 
all different d- dynamics yeah. in our life. What, from your experience, did you see as a helpful ingredient for you and for your team to learn and move forward through some of those mistakes? I think the biggest thing that keeps coming up through the years when I reflect on my time with work and, and Villamar specifically is it's actually just like never the end of the world. (laughs) And when you're in the middle of a problem or a challenge or a series of problems and challenges, it can really feel like the end of the world. And like, how are we going to get through this? Everything's falling apart or, you know, whatever it is. And, and if you succumb to that, if you take on that thing that's saying everything sucks, everything's falling apart and you don't choose hope, you don't choose to persevere, it'll self-fulfill. Yes. It will actually fall apart. (laughs) But if you, if you're able to trust in God and say, Hey, God is going to get us through this. We need wisdom. We need to step back from the problems. When you're in the middle of a problem or a situation, you feel like you need to immerse yourself in it, but really maybe you just need to pull away and get some wisdom and some perspective. Um, we face that all the time at mm. work. And uh, I draw on my, uh, on my faith. I draw on Jesus for, for wisdom and guidance all the time because there just seems to be the, the bigger we get, the more problems come. If I allowed the problems that that come at work to to affect me to the point where I can't sleep or I take it home and I yell at my kids or I'm, you know, not being a good husband or a good friend, I, I think that I've missed out on what God came, which is to bring life to the fullest. You know, you, we have these opportunities all the time to step into that fullness, but it requires something of us in terms of letting go of the things that we want to control, letting go of the... Um, uh, the things that, from a worldly perspective, should make us feel scared or like crap, or you know, hmm. but instead we choose in faith to to go. This is going to work out. Yeah, God's going to make this work out. There might be some consequences or whatever, but in the end, it's going to work out. Yeah, and uh, I've found that I've I've needed to be that person more and more as as my leadership grows, as my influence uh, grows uh, in in business and in, and in life. Hmm. So hope then is kind of the yeah the sense that through trials we have these Christian words like hope, yeah. grace, faith, and and yeah. we throw that out there. But when the rubber hits the road, the question is, what does that look like in yeah uh, family in business? Yeah. Well, I know in the in the recent times with COVID hitting and everything. That has been a theme for us in life, uh, you know, in my personal life and at work is needing to choose hope when there's a lot of uh, miscommunication and, and uh, information that's changing all the time. I mean, if you are in business through these last couple of years, you will know the pain of not knowing what the rules are going to be tomorrow and how things are just going to dramatically change or become more difficult or will you even be able to work? Those were huge challenges that we faced early on as a company that at the, I think at the time we had like 50 people working for us. And I remember I had gone on vacation to Tofino right at the beginning of COVID and our hotel got shut down and they said, you have to leave Tofino. <laughs> and so then I came back 
to uh, to work, and I remember going into the office. I, I don't know what day it was, maybe like a Wednesday. Those are this is your worst. vacation yeah, time. This is my vacation time. I remember coming coming back, and it was the right thing to come back because yes. this is when things shut down in like March or whatever. And I remember walking into the uh, the downstairs foyer, and there was about a dozen team members there, and then one of them came to me and said, just in front of everybody, he's like, "Hey, um, do we still have a job?" And I just was like. I don't, yes. And in my head, I was like, I don't know. I was terrified. And then uh, pulling away from that, I, was, I, I just need to go upstairs. We're going to be looking at what the current restrictions are and how this thing is evolving. But I just want you to know, like, we are going to take care. We're going to get through this and we're going to take care of each of you here and make sure that you're able to feed your families. And And I remember the pressure of that was just so crazy. Like, it was, it was crazy. And I, I remember just seeking the Lord, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you, you go into your office, you get on your knees and you just go, Oh God, help me, Jesus, help, help me. us. You know, and I, and I, and then I just know all these other businesses that are feeling the exact same thing Yes. and how are they responding? And you know, what are they going to, what are they going to do? And I, and I had some friends and other businesses that just immediately called in all the receivables, laid everybody off and just went to bare bones. Yeah. And they were like, this is what you need to do. And you got the bank calling and you've got clients calling and suppliers, you know, and it, it was, it was chaos, right? That evening after coming back from vacation, I was really praying. And then Shar and I were talking and this, this thought popped into my head and I'm convinced it's God. Cause I just would not think about this, like from a business perspective, but there was a number that came in my head and, and it was, very clear to me that that we need to respond in the opposite spirit uh, right now because everybody is tightening up and and pulling everything in, and we need to we need to uh, open up our hands and give it all to God, and we needed to do this like as an as an act of, of worship to God. Hmm. And so I called my my business partner Dan, him and his wife were on speakerphone, and and I said, hey, uh, this is super random, but like I was I was praying about this whole COVID thing. And I feel like we need to give the sum of money that was in my head to every employee and write a letter explaining our commitment to them and our confidence that things are going to work out and the hope that we have through this and that we will get through this, you know? And then the most amazing thing happened. Dan, you know, Dan and Carolyn, they said, yes, this sounds awesome. Let's pray about it. And then tomorrow morning, let's confirm it. And then let's do it. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, I am so grateful for partnerships. You know, like when you talk about the equal yoke and that type of thing, uh, sometimes, you know, you think that means like, oh, just you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, let's just do it. But, but I think it's more than that. I think it's, I think it's actually when push comes to shove, does the dependence on the Lord, does the, uh, does the, the perspective at work versus at church versus in your personal life, Mm -hmm. does that line up? And I feel like. Uh, that was a huge lesson for me moving forward in terms of partnership to be able to do something that's going to cost, you know, actual money. Like, I think it was like, like tens of thousands of dollars, you know, to, to give this, this sum of money out and, and to do that in faith and have a business partner that wouldn't bat an eye and say, yes. You not know, not operating you, out of fear. Yeah, like, no, just, just like, Hey, this is going to work out. That is an amazing idea. If you feel like you've heard from the Lord, we're going to do it. That was so powerful for me. I mean, that just confirmed so many, so many things for me about good partnerships. Because 
everything's good in a partnership when everything's good. Yes. But when things start falling apart, like well, you don't know how good yeah. things are until <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get the tests that come. And so that and that was that was huge. And I I remember you know we we wrote this letter and we and then we sent out this thing and and then we you know gave everyone this this kind of gift or bonus, and the the messages that were coming back from our team and the impact that that made. And then just to be able to, on a one-on-one basis, say that was actually completely hearing from God and just being obedient because it seems very counter to what we should be doing as a company. Yeah. And then the testimony that kind of comes out of that is really cool. And then the best part about all of it is we got through it. Like we're, and we're just getting to the other side, like tomorrow restrictions are lifting and, and God has been so faithful through this whole period. And I think a lot of that is a result of just just obedience, right? Uh, what were some of the responses as you gave this gift? Well, you know, you you think about uh, um, a sum of money, like you know, it's like it's not like a ton of money going out to each individual individual person, but uh, enough to enough to you know get some groceries or to cover part of rent or something like that. And so for yeah. people that were that were coming up to us, and uh, the the coolest one was one employee who is also a believer. And I remember he messaged me and he said, "Hey, just so you know, uh, we we have uh, this this person who was in need, and we felt to uh, to give them a sum of money, uh, and we bought them some groceries and whatever. And then we got that message that same day from from you." And the sum of money was exactly what we had just given. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like that was like, you know, just start, you just start crying, right? Because you just know, oh, God is at work here. Just boosts your faith to be able to, to persevere when you step out and you think this is the right thing to do. And then it gets confirmed. And I hear that so much, especially in the realm of finances and generosity. I know people in our community, like I remember uh, Justin and Danielle had a testimony a little while ago about how they needed funds and then they, they took the funds and they released it and then more funds came in as a result. And, hmm. and I think God is just so practical in that sense of, you know, when we, when we respond in obedience and we, and generosity, uh, he, uh, he just pours it back yes. multiple fold. And, uh, and I think that's just such a beautiful principle, but it's just so hard to do in business. Like, I feel like we separate it out because in business, like you're just in the marketplace and it's really cutthroat and, and uh here's and if, what you need to do to survive in the business yeah, world today you know and and yeah. Uh, and yeah so we we win and we, we we do well and then we don't at times like i'm not saying we're perfect at all like there's you know for every for every good decision we've made where we're being obedient to the lord there's there's another one where we're like man <laughs> missed we really one. missed that one <laughs> you know this is a theme of integrity that that we're trying to reach. No one wants yeah. to be a hypocrite. Yeah. But we're still figuring out how do we live out our values in a yeah. practical way in the quote unquote real world. But yeah. There's this uh, concept you shared about responding in the opposite spirit. Yeah. About, hey, here's how the business world might respond. Here's how, how unbelievers might respond. Yeah. But we're going to do things differently. Yeah. And you guys aren't uh, a Christian company, so to speak. No. But you're making these countercultural... We're, we're Christians who are part of this company. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't a, a company itself that's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, but it's, yeah. it's people who are trying to, yeah. to live out their faith in a practical way. But you've also got people, I'm sure, as a part of your business or even your um, the people you do 
yeah. business with who aren't believers. Most, most aren't. Yeah. So how do they respond to some of these countercultural practices that you guys have? I, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest uh, way that I see that manifest is in the desire that people have to work with us. That's where I've seen that most. You know, when I when I come to a job site and there's and I check in with a subcontractor or or somebody who's working there that that is someone we've hired uh, that has their own business, and they're sharing the reason why they want to work for us over over other companies, and it reaffirms to me that we're on the right track because the, there's a noticeable difference. And you know, when you talk about integrity, I'm not sure that integrity is actually doing being perfect and doing the right thing all the time. But I think it's more about where your heart is at. And I can honestly say the, like the leadership of our company with Dan and I, but then just like there's people who are in leadership in our company that aren't believers either. And they share this value of integrity and integrity really to me is about having the desire within your heart to do the right thing and then following through as best as you can. And then when you don't do the right thing, owning it, and saying, yeah, you know what, that sucked. I'm so sorry. And then trying to make amends or, or mm. you know, course correct. It's not actually about perfection. It's about, it's about the desire to do the right thing. Um, and then really like matching that desire with your actions as best as you can and then owning it when you don't do it right. Yeah. So what does faith look like in the workplace when you've got believers, unbelievers? What kind yeah. of conversations or actions allow you to, to facilitate those faith moments in the workplace? Well, you know, there's probably going to be people from work that listen to this. And, and so I, I hope that what I'm saying is accurate to how, you know, what I say and what I do. I really try and be upfront and honest about the motivation behind my actions or my words and just be ha- like, have conversations about my faith and how it, causes me to want to make that decision, which may seem like a weird decision or, or whatever. Yeah. I think sometimes we try and separate our, our faith and our motivation. Like we, we almost want to come up with like, uh, I guess the way I see it is if we take, if we take the reason why we're making a decision a certain way out of that, uh, out of that decision, then it glorifies ourselves. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So like I can have this sense from the Holy Spirit or, or just like just practical wisdom from the Bible that will inform my decision. Yes. And, and if I don't share that reason with the people that I'm, you know, involved in making that decision with, then I think it, it tries to put glory on me as opposed to giving the glory to God. And so that's one of the really practical ways that I think that uh, we can exercise our, our faith is to, is to one, be, in our heads or in our hearts, listening for the Holy Spirit's guidance. But then when we actually act on that and when we, when we respond in obedience, giving that glory to God. Because hmm. other, otherwise, you know, people just will say really great things about you, like, oh, he's super smart with business or he makes really good decisions or whatever. Or, or uh, in the instance of your gift, Michael and um, Dan are just generous people. Yeah, or, or whatever, right? And in the end, I think it sort of has to boil down to who are we, who are we giving that the, the props to, <laughs> you know, so to speak. So I have situations at work where I have to go, are you going to decide this or this, or how are we going to respond to that situation? And, uh, and for me, I try and be really honest and say, I'm like, let me pray about that. 
and I'll get back to you with what I think is the best solution. Hmm. And I think even just simply saying that, it's not like being hyper spiritual, but it's just being honest. Like I just need time. I just need time to pull away and, and pray about that because I, I actually don't know what the best decision is here. And I try to do that as much as I can at, at work mm-hmm. in the same way as I would in church leadership or, you know, anything else in life. Mm. So just, just be honest about the, the, the method that you live your life with. <laughs> I think that helps. You know? There's a, a certain level of, of humility to put that out there. I don't know. I need to get away and pray and, yeah. and vulnerability and, and transparency. Yeah. I think it gets really well received as well. You know, people aren't like, are you freaking nuts? Like you weirdo. Yeah. Or whatever. Like people are like, Oh, that's, that's really cool actually. So I don't know. We try to do that. Sometimes, sometimes I try and just like go for the three pointer myself and maybe I'll get the inspiration from God and then I'll just take the glory. That happens for sure. But I can honestly say in my private life, I'm like, Oh God, give me wisdom. (laughs) And somehow I, I, I get a sense of what the decision should be. And then I make the decision and then it works out or it doesn't, or, you know. Yeah. So we kind of fast-tracked in your story um, to COVID, some of the responses, mm-hmm. but along that way, you bought into the company. Yeah. Yeah, that was, the funny thing about that was right when COVID hit, the, the vacation that I went to in Tofino, that was to celebrate signing papers and actually becoming officially uh, business partners with Dan. and like a Great half, time to, half owner. to buy yeah. into business. So it was like, it was like, we we just signed papers and and then we went on vacation and covid hit hard <laughs> cuz before that it was kind of like we're we're all going oh like some people are wearing masks how weird is that and you know there's this covid thing but like i'm not concerned it'll about blow it. over. i'm i'm not concerned about it it'll blow over and you know you're kind of just uh having this maybe inflated sense of confidence or or whatever kind of writing it off that was kind of where we were at. And then it got real when things shut down. <laughs> when the hotel told me I had to leave, I was like, what? Wake this up, is, call. This is real. Yeah. You know. So up until that point, you said you've grown as the company's grown. What prepared you for this advancement? What brought you to this place of being able to say, hey, now uh, this is my company? Uh, you know, I think, I think probably a lot of wisdom that was given to me by uh, people in my life that, that were influencing me. My brother, Jim, who uh, lives in Calgary, someone I really look up to. Uh, he's, he's pretty successful in business, and he attributes all of his success to his commitment to, to God and gets up every morning and gets into the Proverbs and, and uh, tries to live his life uh, and run his, run his business in uh, God's way. Yeah, And uh, I remember something actually that he told me that I, I really tried to live out starting off with, at work as an, as an employee was he, he said, you know, do, do everything, you know, every day with the intention of bringing as much success as you can to your boss and to the people in authority over you. I think he even said, he's like, make, you know, your, your goal should be to make Dan so much money that it will be nothing but pure joy for him to to uh, give you more influence in the company, give you more compensation, and and kind of just go about it. And he said, so many employees are so focused on themselves 
and not on uh, adopting Jesus' heart, which is to serve yeah. and to uh, and to pour blessing on others. And and man, I I just like ran with that. And I remember, I think one day I actually told Dan, I was like, uh, my goal in in this place is to actually make you uh, so much money that that you're gonna have nothing but joy in your heart to give me a big bonus. <laughs> I remember I, I remember telling him that, you know, and and I've I've always sort of had that mentality even into into business partnership. Um, it's the same thing, just just really wanting to prefer prefer my partner and uh, and to prefer the the people that I that I work with and like my goal for this year because uh, we do goals um, kind of goal setting kind of like New Year's resolutions but I know some people more professional some people poo poo those but uh, we like we like to do professional goals um, through the year and my my professional goal this year is to is to make every person that I'm an influence over at work uh, better next year than they were this year in whatever ways that, that they're wanting to pursue and, and just really taking this position of service. So you mean I actually have to put others ahead of myself? I, I don't know. I think, I, I think that's a key. You don't have to. I mean, there's lots of people, lots of organizations that have a totally different approach that is maybe more, more self-serving, more uh, uh, focused on individual pursuit. And Sometimes, you know, I, I kind of go, I see, I see what's happening in different areas and I go, oh, maybe that is the better way, you know, but it definitely isn't, uh, isn't God's way. Like if you, if you read the word and you spend any time with Jesus, you, you get convinced pretty quickly that that wouldn't be the way. Mm -hmm. And so when push comes to shove, uh, what, what way are you choosing? I would put a strong caution to uh, anyone who thinks like, you know, one of my favorite, one of my least favorite things is when, when it says like, well, this is just business when you're terminating somebody or someone in the back. Yeah. Or, or whatever, or you have to do something that's, you know, maybe not super good. And you're just like, Oh, this is just business this is the way it works. And I'm like, Oh man, I hate it's that. Not personal. Yeah. Cause it is, it is personal and it's not just business. It's, it's, uh, it's you, you're putting your name on that. Mm. And, uh, and whose name is uh is being brought into that too especially as a christian you know it's like if the name of jesus is is the seal over our lives is marked on us uh then then really when we make that shady business call or do that crappy thing we're kind of misrepresenting mm. the person who came and uh and gave his life for us wow. <laughs> <laughs> and and i will say like i Definitely don't do that perfectly. Like I can be pretty, pretty rash and a bit of a jerk sometimes. Like that's maybe my introvert thing. Maybe there's just too much sensory overload and then I just become a total jerk. But when I'm, when I'm pressed into the heart of Jesus, I'm, I I usually make calls that are very, um, outward focused and, uh, serving others focused, you know? Yeah. Well, there's been so many different, uh, insights and, and wisdom that's come up through your stories, um, responding the opposite spirit. Uh, getting low and serving, um, hope, with all these different truths and, and ways that we can grow. Would you wrap up this episode for us with just offering a prayer over um, over entrepreneurs, business owners, um, maybe beyond that, just integrating faith into our everyday lives? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, so Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And Lord, help us as a community, entrepreneurs or, or people who are working for somebody or people who aren't in the workforce in our community, help us to just follow you 
and know that if we're following you, if we're fixing our eyes on you, if we're fixing our attention on you and asking you and seeking wisdom, that, that we will find ourselves on the right path, that, uh, that you'll be making our path straight, that you'll be causing us to live in truth, to live with full lives, to serve and to, to be a light in this world. Specifically for entrepreneurs, help us as leaders to be leaders with integrity, people who don't just look good and do good things on the surface, but actually have good hearts. So Lord, we just, we just need that. We need that renewing of our mind. We need that softening of our hearts because there's so many external pressures that want to harden and, uh, you know, take us away from you. And so Lord, yeah, I just, I just think, Lord, just do what you do when we hmm. come close to you <laughs> and help us to come close to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for being on the episode with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I've got to say that the part Michael shared about bringing joy and blessing to your employer really hit home for me. I can remember a few different instances where I heard God say to do just that. And that shifted my attitude and did bring my employer joy and blessing. But I feel like the greatest impact it had was bringing me joy and blessing in return. You've shared so many stories with me about that. It works. That Mm -hmm. shift in attitude, it works. It changes the atmosphere. Yeah. I think that's really a part of our role as believers in the workplaces to change the environment that we're in. Part of that is living out our values in practical ways. And we have all these things like hope and, and trust and faith. And we wonder, what does that look like? Well, Michael shared a great example through the pandemic of a practical response to COVID. We could just say, God's going to take care of us. He's going to get us through. They said, well, what does that look like? And they put their money where their mouth is. Literally, mm-hmm. they put their money out there and said, this is a, a step of faith. We're doing this as a practical response to what God has put in our hearts. And that's what's going to change people's lives when we learn what does faith look like yeah. in the workplace. And then they gave God the credit for it. Yes. And I think that is so important and a missed opportunity if we don't. First of all, we wouldn't have done it without God. So it seems you're not that clever. <laughs> yeah, like we should give him the credit even just for that. But what an opportunity it is to just bring your faith into the conversation in a natural way. It's not nearly as weird as you think it might come off. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to think you're funny or, or judge you in the ways that we let our minds wander or imagine. Michael said people often appreciate it. Yeah. They're intrigued or at least curious when you say, yeah, this was something that God spoke to me in prayer. Yeah. So giving God credit, just saying, hey, this was from God. Or he also shared, I just need to go away and pray about this Mm -hmm. because I don't know the right decision. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I think we don't have to be rushed all the time and... Just taking a moment to breathe and pray can make a big difference. So many great insights from this conversation and from Michael's life. Mm -hmm. Thanks everyone for listening. 
And we pray that this week you would be filled with the heart of a servant, that you would add value to your workplace, and that you'd be filled with practical insight for how to live out your faith, that you would also be filled with courage to give credit to God at every opportunity. Bless you guys. Catch you next time.